When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Sports betting network. Welcome into it, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. And oh boy, it is a special occasion. Myself, Danny Burke, here in Chicago. Joining me, it's my long-lost stepbrother. If you couldn't tell by our outfit right now, if you're watching... Uh, You have the pleasure of seeing it, or maybe you're traumatized, whatever it may be. But if you're listening to us, uh, Adam Burke, at Skating Tripods on Twitter, we've had this bit going on for a while. So we share the same last name. We call ourselves the Long Lost Step Brothers. And now we've got the sweater vest, we've got the dress shirts, and we have finally put it in full motion. Adam, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. This is a uh, a long-running bit that I'm glad we finally finally got to cap off here uh, from your rush hour days. But... Looking forward to a good show, and uh, I guess you wear the sweater vest better than I do. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a, it's a toss-up. Who, I, I think we're both looking stylish right now. May have to keep the look going even after this episode. Oh, depending wait, you're not on how send it back to Amazon? I'm sending mine back like right after the show. I don't know, man. We we got to see if it's a lucky sweater or not. That that that's the biggest. It's true. That's the biggest caveat of it all. So uh, we do have plenty of bets to go over between uh, me and you. We'll have college basketball. We'll have plenty of NFL to discuss for championship weekend. Also, we've got a handful of guests going to be hopping on to help us preview all of that. Eric Haslam of Haslam Metrics. He'll be joining us at the bottom of this first hour to talk all things college hoops. And then in hour number two, Aaron Torres covers college hoops at Fox Sports. Love having him on, always bringing the energy, and I know he'll be bringing some of the best analysis when it comes to the hardwood collegiately, so that will be 
coming up next hour. And then in our final hour of the show, Ben Brown over at PFF to talk all things NFL Championship Weekend. Again, we'll be covering that extensively, not only here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday, but on all the shows here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. So, Adam, before we get into all the football action, we might as well start off kind of just letting everybody know where some of these premier college basketball games that are tipping off at the top of this hour ended up. And we can go ahead and start with this Auburn and West Virginia game. Now, it looked like West Virginia is going to close as about a four-point favorite, although some shops had it down to three in the hook, total at about 143 or so, depending on where you shopped at. Uh, Auburn's coming off a poor loss against Texas A&M heading into this game. And I don't know, man, the market seems like they're not putting too much faith in them. What did you think about them heading into this road spot? Well, obviously, a lot of interesting games today around college basketball with this SEC Big 12 challenge going on. And this is one of the more unique games, I think, because West Virginia is a team that's kind of hard to play, right? They're typically a very, very good offensive rebounding team. They kind of have that press Virginia defense. They're in your face quite a bit. Not really something you see a whole lot in SEC play if you're Auburn. And also for Auburn, I mean, one of their biggest issues is they just can't shoot threes. That was one of their problems last year. That's their problem again this year. It can be a little bit tricky sometimes to get inside and get high percentage looks against West Virginia. So I guess it's a really fascinating game. Obviously, you know, we talk about it all the time in college football. It's not easy to get to Morgantown either. So this is a really tough road trip, I think, for Auburn here. Four and a half is a little bit of a big number as this game just tipped off about a minute and a half ago or so. But I think this is a really intriguing game to keep an eye on for the profiles of both of these teams. And I really want to see how Auburn handles all that pressure uh, in the backcourt and, and going up the court. Is there an in-game angle you would maybe approach here if Auburn gets down early and you get them at an adjusted price? Do you think you'd maybe see that as a signal to take a better number on them throughout the action of this game? I think, again, the challenge for, for taking an Auburn team is they don't shoot the three well. I mean, they're shooting 29.4% on threes uh, so far here this season. So the issue is if they're getting behind and if they're not able to get those looks at the rim as they missed a, a short shot there, then it's really challenging to like them because they can't really shoot themselves back into a game. Kind of what we saw in the game against Texas A&M where they just kind of got run off the floor because they couldn't make threes. They couldn't get back into it once they got to a deficit. So I think it's a very, very tough matchup here for an Auburn team that's you know had some struggles here of late. All right, let's move on to another matchup with Virginia and Boston College. Virginia closing is about a 14-point favorite, Adam. Uh, total a very low one, 122 in the hook seemed to be the consensus. Is 14 in the right area, or did that seem like a little bit too much for your liking? No, I think it's a pretty fair number. The concern, obviously, is anytime you take Virginia laying a big price, they play at such a slow pace. So it's kind of hard for them to cover big numbers unless they're really shooting the basketball well. But that's something they can do today against Boston College. Boston College, a team allowing opponents to shoot 38.2% from three. Virginia shooting almost 39% from three as a team. If there's any situation where Virginia can win a game by significant margin, this is kind of the right one. Boston College is not a very good offensive team taking on that pack line defense, and Virginia can rain from three against a defense that doesn't cover the perimeter well. So I would lean Virginia in this game, which is rare for me because when I see a big spread and a lower total, I gravitate towards the underdog, but that's not the case for me in this game. How about anything in this Notre Dame-Louisville matchup? Now, Notre Dame opened up as around a 10.5-point favorite in some shops, and you've seen the market trend toward Louisville here because now it's at about 9 
Uh, total at 138, the Fighting Irish not having their best season. So uh, the market looking to go against them in this spot. Do you agree with that movement? We even see it down as low as eight and a half at BetMGM. Yeah, I mean, there was a period there where Louisville was covering some pretty nice numbers and big underdog roles. Obviously, they haven't been able to pull off a win in ACC play here so far. But Notre Dame is a team that's reeling. You know, the Mike Bray announcement that he's going to retire. They were struggling before that anyway. So I don't know if the players maybe knew something, if there was something kind of going on within the program. But, you know, this is a team, their only win in conference play was in overtime against Georgia Tech at home. And their only win before that, since the first week of December, was beating Jacksonville, the Dolphins, by 16 in a game that was played to 64 possessions and only had 102 points. So Notre Dame, while they're good offensively, usually, this is just not a very good Notre Dame team. A lot of turmoil, a lot of transition within the program right now. Obviously, Louisville's not having a good season at all as one of college basketball's premier teams. But um, you know, for me, I, I agree with this line move. I, I think if you were going to play anything in this game, Louisville at one of the early numbers would have been the way to go. All right, then let's switch to the Big Ten, Northwestern and Minnesota. In Evanston, the Wildcats closed as a double-digit favorite, around 12 in the hook or so. Uh, the Minnesota got out to an early 7-2 lead. Now it looks like 7-5 with about 16 and a half minutes to go. So, of course, plenty of time as these games just tipped off. But, uh, look, Northwestern having a pretty respectable season. Minnesota quite the opposite. They're 1-8 in Big Ten play. Uh, despite that, though, do you like this early start for them? Do you think they can keep that going and, you know, hang relatively close with Northwestern? You know, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised with a slow start here from Northwestern. You know, you're playing the worst team in the conference, a team that, for the most part, hasn't really been all that competitive in a lot of their games here in Big Ten play. And it's an early tip. You know, it's kind of hard to get going a little bit. It's one of those things you talk about an early kickoff in college football. You kind of have to create your own energy, right? The, the student's body is not really into it yet. The fans aren't really into it yet. You got to create your own energy in games like this. And that's something I'll be curious to see if Northwestern has some success with. So far, they haven't. They only have five points here in the first five minutes of the game. This may set up for a live betting situation where Northwestern kind of gets into the flow of the game. The crowd gets into it. Then all of a sudden, the difference between these two teams kind of comes to the forefront. So I'll be keeping an eye on this one, possibly for a Northwestern live play here, maybe with about five minutes left in the first half, something like that. Yeah, I'm with you there. We'll keep monitoring that game with Northwestern and Minnesota. Some other good Big Ten action going to be happening on later in the day. I got a bet in one of them, and I know Adam's got a handful of bets, and we'll be sure to dish those out progressively throughout the course of this three-hour show. But, Adam, a game that we should mention because it is going to tip off probably while we're in a commercial break or right at the start of our next segment, how about Xavier and Creighton? Now, it seems like a lot of people have betting interest in this one, and I could see why. I mean, Look, Xavier took care of business against Creighton at home a couple weeks ago, only winning by three, 90 to 87, right? And uh, you know Xavier can put up the points. They're putting up about 84 per contest, and Creighton isn't too far behind, an offense that accumulates about 78 per game. But since losing, uh, losing to Xavier, the Blue Jays have won three games in a row, and the market is showing them some love. They opened as low as four. Now they're up to five and a half, Adam. Uh, personally, I do side with Creighton here. I don't love the idea of laying this adjusted number all the way up to five or five and a half. So I may wait in game to see if Xavier, which they probably will inevitably keep it close and then try to get an adjusted price on Creighton. What say you with this matchup? Yeah, I mean, Creighton, obviously a different team when Ryan Kalkbrenner is healthy. He missed a few games earlier on. They lost all three of those games. So their record doesn't look as good as this basketball team actually is. They were just missing their best player 
for a few games there. I could definitely see this one kind of going the same route as the first meeting. 177 points in that game in regulation with Xavier winning 90 to 87. And Xavier led that game by six, you know, uh, midway through the second half. They had a lead for most of the of the first half as well. I could see this game kind of going the same way where you've got a lot of offense from these two teams. Maybe Creighton ends up pulling it out late this time, uh, being at home there in Omaha. But two quality teams, obviously a quality conference. And, you know, there was a lot of support for Creighton in the futures market uh, over the summer, early on in the season here. A lot of people thinking Creighton, you know, top five, top ten caliber team. We'll see if they show it here today against the Musketeers. And I think it would be a, a really nice win for them if they are able to win this game and cover the spread and sort of make a statement here against the Xavier team. It's a top five team in terms of offensive efficiency. Some updated numbers right now from this early window. Notre Dame with a 13-9 to lead early on over Louisville. Uh, nine is what they're currently favored by in the in-game market. Total at about 145, and the hook is what we're seeing. We talked about West Virginia and Auburn. Can Auburn get their three-point shooting to come alive? Doesn't look like it early on. They're trailing 12-5 to on the road against the Mountaineers. Now West Virginia laying eight on the live market. Total at about 141. Uh, Virginia and Boston College, 7-6 to six in favor of Virginia. Virginia still laying double digits here, folks. Minus 13 in the hook. This total bumped up a little bit. 122 in the hook is where it closed. We see it now as high as 123 and a half. All right, we'll continue. Plenty of talk with college basketball throughout the next couple of hours, but let's go ahead, switch it up, talk about NFL Championship Weekend. Adam and I have plenty of thoughts for the AFC and NFC. We'll discuss that next here on Beeson Live Bet Saturday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. 
Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VEASAN's experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99 and you'll get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better, which includes pro tools like our exclusive betting splits showing you where the percentage of money and wagers on major markets are moving in real time, Pro Picks, a daily recap of all the top plays made by VEASAN hosts and guests. Pro Tips, then, where you get updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game, along with our 24-7 video channel. Pro subscribers also receive VEASAN betting guides previewing major sports and events. So visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe all righty welcome back to it folks it is vsan live bet saturday i am your host danny burke and alongside me out there in las vegas because of course i'm here in the windy city of chicago but out there in the desert it is adam burks at skating or adam burke at skating tripods that's where the s comes into play where <laughs> you can follow him on twitter at danny burke five for myself and look folks it is saturday we'll be talking plenty of college basketball throughout the day eric haslam will be joining us at the end of this hour to get his thoughts on some of the biggest games of this slate but we still got to talk about the nfl baby we've got two huge games happening tomorrow for championship weekend adam let's go ahead and get started uh and preview this afc championship showdown now, uh, I've got a couple bets in this one, actually, and I have a certain dilemma in the other spot. So uh, I am curious to hear your thoughts on that game. But first, like I said, let's do the AFC here where there is some uncertainty because of Patrick Mahomes. And this has caused this line to kind of go all over the place. I, When I was on Visa Live Bet Sunday, saw Kansas City open up as high as two and a half. And while I was literally giving my synopsis on the game, you saw it move down to two to one and a half. And well, we've seen it go as low as a pick but right now, Adam, we do see it across the board pretty much with Kansas City as a point-and-a-half favorite, total residing at 48. You and I talked about this on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast earlier in the week, 
Did your thoughts alter on this matchup at all from that point to now? No, you know, I think it's a really, really tough game to handicap because we know that Mahomes is compromised at least to some degree going into this game. I know they say he's a full participant in practice and this and that, but you know, this is a scenario where I think it's tough to play the Chiefs pregame because we don't really know what Patrick Mahomes is going to look like, and there's certainly a chance that you know maybe he doesn't even play the full game. In fact, there's a prop being offered here behind me at Circa about whether or not Chad Henney will play a snap in this mm-hmm. game. I think yes is plus 600, no is minus 825, wow. or at least that was the opening number uh, for that prop behind me here. So I think it's a fair question to ask. You know, I mean, that could even be Chad Henney like kneeling down at the end of the game if, if the Chiefs are winning this one. Uh, so you know, I think it's kind of a tricky game because we just don't know what Mahomes is going to look like. We don't know the severity of the high ankle sprain, but what we do know is he's not 100%. And the thing about Patrick Mahomes is he's not a stand upright in the pocket and chuck it around kind of guy. He's at his best when he's moving around, when he's doing improv, when he's throwing guys open with sidearm passes, stuff like that. If that ability is taken away from him in this game to a high degree, it's going to make it tough for Kansas City. On the flip side, Kansas City should get more pressure defensively than what we saw uh, Buffalo get against that patchwork Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. So I think there are a lot of things in this game where a live betting scenario is, is really in play here where I want to see how this game starts playing out before I get invested in it. Yeah, I'm with you in terms of the spread. And like I was saying, you and I discussed this earlier in the week on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast, and we were both looking at that going, it's really hard to want to get invested immediately pre-flop with the unknown with Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you like Cincinnati, you would think that would benefit you more so because, well, you already like them with a healthy Mahomes. And now with an unknown Mahomes, you would think that would give you a little bit more conviction in that side. But While that may be the case, I think what makes it tricky is because of Patrick Mahomes and him probably not being 100%, not only is this just going to change schemes for the Chiefs offensively, but it's going to alter a lot of things for the Bengals defensively in assuming how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to approach that. So that's why I do think the attack of waiting in-game is a little bit better so you can get an understanding not only of how Mahomes looks, but how these teams are looking to counter it, or at least if you're the Chiefs, how you're looking to aid around it, and if you're the Bengals, how you're looking to counter it from a defensive standpoint. And speaking of the defense with with, uh, Cincinnati, Adam, I mean, this has been a large part of their success. This is why I believe they have been a true Super Bowl contender this season as opposed to last year where it kind of came out of nowhere. This year you actually have a solid foundation defensively, and what I've talked about ad nauseum is that This Bengals defense has made great strides in the second half. Both really the offense and defense makes improvements consistently in the latter half of these games. And that could be a testament to Zach Taylor actually coming into his own. That could be a testament of all of these players on the team coming into their own. And that's why I've had Cincinnati as my top rated AFC team for about a couple months by now. But Adam, I think the thing that scares me is just now that everybody is enamored with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, everybody after what they saw, what they did to the Bills, and now Patrick Mahomes with his uncertainty. And look, just because that's the case doesn't necessarily mean that should stray me away from wanting to bet them. But like you're saying, man, I just think there's probably going to be a viable option throughout the course of this game to still have that opportunity, regardless of which team you like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lou Anarumo is getting a ton of run in in the media here this week for the things that he's done. As you mentioned, the second half adjustments that they've made. I mean, what they went several weeks into the season without giving up a second half touchdown. 
that kind of leveled off a little bit late in the year for them that did kind of regress to the mean a little bit. But still, Lou Anarumo's done a great job, and specifically, he's done a great job defending the elite offenses in the NFL. And that's something that I think is a really important talking point for this game is when you talk about the teams that have beaten the Bengals here over the last couple of years, the only two that have beaten them by more than three points, my Cleveland Browns, which is ridiculous to say, and the Los Angeles Chargers. So this is a team that's really built to defend those elite offenses in the NFL because they're not worried about playing against the Browns. They're not worried about playing, you know, some of these one-off games against the Chargers and, you know, those other teams from around the league. They are designed to beat the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Bills. That's the three teams that they want to make sure they can beat year in and year out. And, I mean, they've done that to this point. Now, albeit all three of their wins are by a field goal over Kansas City in the last two years. So they have been close games. But this year, they really took it to them in that game. They badly outgained Kansas City. They really contained Patrick Mahomes. Maybe that's something that they just have success with. Maybe they're just doing what they're supposed to do against the teams that they're designed to beat. So we'll see how it plays out here. But one thing I think is interesting about the total real quick is that, as you mentioned, this total, 47 and a half, 48, depending on where you look, the three meetings the last two years had 51, 51, and I believe 65 points. So you've had three games go over where this total is sitting, but it doesn't seem like there are people really enamored with betting the over in this game, I don't think. So that's something I think that kind of bears watching as we get closer to kickoff on Sunday, where it could also be a bit windy at Arrowhead. I mean, that's something that happens all the time out there. So maybe that's kind of holding people from betting the over, but you know, I, I think that's something that'll be kind of intriguing to watch as we get closer to kickoff to see if there is some sort of influential investment in the over. The public will probably bet the over because that's what they do. They want to root for points. But will there be any sharp money that comes in on the over as we get closer to kickoff in this game? I think that's kind of an interesting storyline, at least from a betting standpoint. So it's funny you bring that up because that's where my bet revolves around uh, this total at 48, except I actually bet the under in this game, Adam. And like you said, the past three meetings have soared over this mark, but that's with the indication of having a healthy Patrick Mahomes. Now, look, a banged up Patrick Mahomes can be arguably better than a majority of quarterbacks that are 100% healthy. So I'm not completely having that being a reason why I'm betting the under. But I think from Cincinnati's standpoint, look, offensively for Cincinnati, we know they can throw the ball and they have had trouble running the ball consistently. But what we saw last week against one of the better run defenses in the NFL was Joe Mixon being an incredibly efficient back. And you look at Kansas City, this is a run defense over the last three games that has allowed opposing tailbacks to get 5.3 yards per rush attempt. Heck, Jacksonville got 7.6. Again, you got to take that into context a little bit. But if Cincinnati looks to take advantage in that regard once again, like they did against Buffalo, I think that's really going to slow down the course of this game, not just because you're handing it off and it's taking time off, but Cincinnati really can work methodically down the field like they did against Buffalo. Control time of possession, limit the amount of reps that Patrick Mahomes, the main guy who you're afraid of on the opposition, limit his time to getting the ball. And I think that's just going to cause this to be a lower scoring game on the side of Cincinnati's offense. They'll probably find their way to score. Kansas City's got a brutal red zone defense, but I think it's going to be a long working process. And then for Kansas City, not only do you have a banged up Patrick Mahomes, but you do have a Cincinnati defense that knows how to make adjustments that has seen you now three times in the last year. And I think that'll bode well for this under along with the weather, as you alluded to, Adam. So I'm sweating out under 48. 
I also got a prop in this game that I'm betting, but we'll talk more about props later in the show. When we return here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday, Adam and I are going to be flipping the switch. Let's go to the NFC 49ers and Eagles. We'll discuss that next. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. All righty, welcome back to it. It is VSAN Live Bet Saturday. Danny Burke, your host, live here in Chicago. Joining me, it is Adam Burke, my long lost stepbrother, hence the matching vest here from the movie Step Brothers. We got to look the part, folks, and uh, hopefully we can continue giving you some good information throughout the NFL and college basketball here on the program. So, Adam, uh, before we get into what we were discussing, which was championship weekend throughout the NFL, we talked about the AFC showdown. We'll get into the NFC matchup momentarily, but just a quick update throughout the hardwood in college basketball Uh, Notre Dame and Louisville, about seven and a half minutes to go in the first half. Notre Dame with the solid lead here, 28 to 17. Don't see a live line as of this moment, but we know Notre Dame closed close to about a double-digit favorite, and now they're leading by double digits. Uh, West Virginia and Auburn, we had concerns with Auburn, especially with their three-point shooting, Adam. Auburn does trail 24-16 on the road against West Virginia. Right now, I just see kind of a money line price, uh, minus 530 for the Mountaineers, plus 370 on the buyback for the Tigers. I know you've been kind of keeping an eye on this one, Adam. Is there anything you may be considering, depending on where these lines populate at? No, not yet. I mean, I, I'm upset with myself because I think we missed the boat on Northwestern. You know, they got off to a slow start in the first five minutes, and then they completely took over the first half, as you would kind of expect. I mean, then their defense started to get going a little bit. They kind of shook off some of that sleepiness that they had early on in this game, uh, now leading by 11. So, you know, it, it's tough. You know, it's tough to know exactly when to fire with a live bet, especially when you're monitoring so many games here on a college basketball Saturday. And I think throughout the show, we should talk a little bit about things that you can do, maybe some tips and tricks, tools of the trade, so to speak, for these huge college basketball Saturdays because they can be very, very daunting as you look at the odds screen and try to figure out what you want to do with these. But that's another tough thing, too, is that it's tough for people to live bet the early games because they're still handicapping the rest of the card. So, you know, you got to be really responsible on these Saturdays where you could end up having a large percentage of your bankroll in play because, I mean, there's 147 games today. So, Plenty of options. There are some mistake lines out there. There are some things you can take advantage of, but you, know, you got to be really responsible and careful with what you're doing here on these Saturdays. Yeah, so you bring up a great point, Adam, and we certainly can get into it a little bit because from what you were just saying, I guess I'm curious your approach and what you'd maybe recommend to avid avid college basketball betters, especially looking to attack the in-game standpoint from it. And there's so many going on, like you said, and, and you probably want to, pick and choose and get involved left and right if a favorite is down early and you're just thinking oh man they're definitely going to come back well that's not necessarily always the case you certainly want to be watching the game and considering the stats and seeing what discrepancies there may be so aside from that do you almost look at it like all right kind of like you and I did right we're going over some of these games 
And in the back of our mind, we may not have something pre-flop, but we're like, this is a game I'm going to keep my eye on and wait for an in-game bet. Is it something like that that you would recommend? Like, have a couple of games that you're going to keep monitoring and then see if the opportunity presents itself instead of just throwing a dart at a team that, you know, you're kind of just like, yeah, they were a big favorite and they're trailing. Like, wouldn't that probably be the smarter approach to it? Yeah, so I think there are a few things you can try to do from a live betting standpoint. And for me, I don't really do a whole lot of live betting. I mean, it's really challenging because, you know, in the age of streaming where everyone's cut the cord on cable, you're so far behind what's actually happening in the game. And the sports books are updating and adjusting in real time. So it is very challenging. You want to look for, you know, taking something at the under eight timeout, under 12 timeout, stuff like that. The TV timeouts where you can actually get a fair number because, you, know, you may be 25, 30 plus seconds behind with your feed and you may think something's going to happen, but there may have been three possessions in that span where the live number is adjusting and you just don't have any idea what's going on. So the first key, I think, is to make sure that you're waiting for TV timeouts, the under 12, under eight, stuff like that. That's really important. The second thing is, I think when you look at box scores, if you can follow along with a box score, it's great to watch the game, obviously, but there's a million games on Saturdays, so you can't watch every game. In the box score, look for things like, you know, three-point shooting where a team's like maybe seven for nine from three. That's not going to continue, right? Teams are just not going to shoot at that high of a clip. So that's a game that you should isolate. Go look at the live number. See if maybe there's an opportunity to take, you know, the team that's just not shooting as well or just fade the team that's having an out-of-body experience, stuff like that. And the other thing is the live betting algorithms for college basketball cannot take foul trouble into account. So... You know, this this Xavier Creighton game, for example, let's say that Ryan Kalkbrenner picks up his third foul with eight minutes left in the first half. He's not playing the rest of the first half. So those are things you can look to take advantage of because the algorithms can't pick up on that. They're looking at the score, thinking about the spread, how much time is left, so on and so forth. They're not taking it down to a micro level looking player by player. So that's something where you can gain some edges. If you find a game where there's, you know, a foul trouble situation, team's best player has three fouls in the first half with eight minutes left. He's not playing the rest of the first half. So that's an opportunity to maybe jump in live. Or, for example, we just had an injury in the West Virginia game. You know, if you're watching a game, you could pick up on those things, too. Great note. And, yeah, like we said, that West Virginia game, uh, West Virginia with a nice lead 31 to 19. But keep an eye on that injury. We do see West Virginia as high as about a 10 point favorite in some shops, total at about 141. Uh, we talked about Virginia and Boston College, Adam. We see Virginia with a three-point lead over Boston College. And that was a game where, again, Virginia was a sizable favorite and now 29-25. to 25. But maybe something you're looking at, understanding that Virginia has a slower tempo, especially to begin. Narrow lead here, maybe you look better or at a better price for them early on in the in-game market uh, as they, like we said, now have a four-point lead with four minutes to go. And then we touched on uh, Creighton and Xavier. I was considering this one in-game wise. Creighton, though, they're up three, six and a half I'm seeing in the live betting market. It closed at about five and a half. So nothing worth betting right now in terms of that game from what I'm wanting to see. I would like, of course, a shorter number on Creighton or maybe a feasible money line price. Uh, nothing that we're seeing as of this moment. Anything with those two games that stood out to you right now, Adam? Well, I think something you look at in something like Xavier Creighton, I mean, Xavier's shooting 50% from the floor right now. They're 6 of 12. Creighton, 58.3%, 7 of 12. If I saw that in a different game, I would look at both of those teams and be like, you know what, they're probably not going to keep shooting like that. But these are two teams that are really, really good offensively. So that's a pace that you probably expect to continue. And something else, 
you know, if you've got a close game where it looks like the teams are kind of evenly matched, and it kind of depends on the conference. Some conferences follow a lot more than others. But if it's a game that's really close and it looks like it's going to be close down to the wire, you can think about a live over position, something like that, because at the end of the game, there could be a bunch of free throws. And when you've got two really good offensive teams like a Xavier and a Creighton, you typically think, okay, those are teams that are going to be pretty good at the free throw line. So those are things you can kind of look at from a live betting standpoint as well is, you know, how is this game trending? What do I expect the game state to be? If you've got a blowout, well, possessions are going to take longer in the second half. You won't have the foul fest at the end of the game, stuff like that. These are all things that you can try and tap into from a live betting standpoint. But again, as I said, I think the most important thing is wait for a timeout because if you're trying to live bet as action's going on, you're so far behind the book's feed that it's not worth your time. It's not worth your money. Adam, we've uh, spent a lot of time talking college hoops, which is great. I know we were supposed to talk a little bit of NFC, and we'll get back to college hoops next segment. Eric Haslam will be joining us to wrap up hour one. Uh, but to just transition a little bit, to set it up for when we expound on it further, with this NFC championship showdown with Philly and San Francisco, I thought it was pretty interesting because I'm looking at the odds page at VEASAN for out in Las Vegas, and still you're seeing the Eagles as about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Here in Illinois, where I am, I saw a couple books actually finally get up to three in favor of the Eagles. Now, it may have dropped back down immediately, but did you envision this to get to three? I, I know, again, we talked about this earlier in the week, and the assumption is if it did, then it would get bet right back in favor of San Francisco. So what did you make of this line movement and what you're still expecting to maybe see until game time? Yeah, so right here behind me at Circa, this line actually got to three uh, a couple of days ago, I believe. Um, and it was at three for a minute and 10 seconds, according to the odds <laughs> screen that I'm looking at. So, you know, they, they went to three. They kind of went. They, I, look, you know, the thing that you want to do as a sports book is you're going to hang a number, but you want to try to get to the best number as quickly as possible. And the way that you do that is you interpret the early sharp action that you got. They'll kind of tell you where the price is. That's the way that I think a lot of places should book. Doesn't always happen that way. I think that we knew that if this line got to three, you'd get 49ers money. So if you need 49ers money, you can go to three, three minus 120, three minus 125, something like that, get some of it, and then come back to two and a half if you need to. But you know, we haven't seen a lot of books feel the need to go to three yet. So I don't know if that'll be the case here by Sunday at, at kickoff, but it does appear that it's a pretty sharp sentiment out there in favor of Philadelphia. I don't know if it's worries about Brock Purdy, or maybe the health of Christian McCaffrey, something like that. But it does appear right now that you know the books know they're going to get sharp money at three if they go there. They're kind of content with their position right now to just sit two and a half minus 20. I don't know if that'll be the case here as we head into Sunday, and a lot of money still yet to come, out, come in on this game as well. Very true. Plenty of time still to go before we get to all the action for Championship Sunday for both the NFC and AFC. But again, Philadelphia minus two in the hook across the board. Some have minus the buck 20 if you want to lay that two in the hook. So we'll see if it gets to three once again. All right, folks, Adam and I will be back in the mix to wrap up our one. Joining us, Eric Haslam to talk more college hoops. Look at those sweater vests, baby. That's what we're trying to emulate. We're going to keep it going. We'll be back in a second, folks. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss just one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable fees. 
bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right, it is our final segment in just hour one here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. Danny Burke live here in the Windy City, joined by Adam Burke out in Las Vegas. And we are going to be joined by Eric Haslam of Haslam Metrics. Tremendous work covering college basketball. Always love to talk some shop with our guy, Eric. Uh, Eric, you know, we love getting you for all your insight. And what's awesome about it, too, is you like to get into some of the mud, some of the stink, as we like to say, with Several of these games that may not be at the top of a lot of people's lists around college basketball. And look, more often than not, those are the right games to look at because uh, you can get some better opportunities. And starting off right off the bat, you've got some action in this UAB and Rice showdown. Rice catching three and the hook as a home underdog. What stood out to you about this matchup, my friend? Yeah, I like Rice in this one. You're talking about, uh, you know, they're they're getting three and a half points. Rice with uh, four straight wins. They've got the home court advantage here. Now they're, the news is that Jelly Walker, again, is not going to be playing for UAB. Um, it, it just feels like in front of a home crowd where a game that really matters in conference standing, this is going to go Rice's way. I'm not going to – I probably wouldn't go money line on the Owls, but I do like getting those points. That just feels like a great advantage for Rice there. Eric, first of all, big fan of Haslametrics. I think it's a phenomenal resource that a lot of people probably don't know about. It's one of the best-kept secrets in terms of college basketball handicapping, so I want to give you props for that first. And something I am curious about in terms of the site, in terms of the stats that you believe are most beneficial when it comes to betting and handicapping college basketball, because there are a lot of them. So are there some that you feel are weighted a little bit differently than others in terms of what you should look for when breaking down a game? You know, what I really like, um, especially if you look at all the matchups, you can, you can click on any particular matchup, especially at the bottom of my main page, and there's little these, these P's surrounded by a square on every single matchup. That gives you an automated game preview, and you can kind of get a lot of comparisons there. What I like in that situation, my, the, my eyes are really attracted uh, primarily to two different metrics. One of them is the momentum metric. The other is the away-slash-home-court metric. The momentum metric looks at each team and says, how are they performing in their last four to eight games versus how they perform throughout the entire season? Sometimes you see a situation where you see a big advantage where one team is really hot right now and the other team is ice cold right now. I'm looking for something like that. Same thing with the away or home court advantage. Sometimes you just have teams that just play really well on, at, on their home court or sometimes they really perform well away from home. And you try to find that perfect match where you have a team that has really done well on the road playing a team that is not playing so hot at home, and then sometimes you get a big advantage there. If you can find a double advantage where you're finding a big advantage for one side for momentum and the same side for the away-slash-home-court metric, then I kind of look at that and go, eh, this, I'm, I'm probably allocating a couple extra points in the favor of the team with that advantage. That can make a big difference when trying to pick a favorite with, with, uh, in, uh, relative, relative to the spread. So, Eric, was there a specific team or game that had both of those check marks for you of the stats you just talked about today? Well, the one that is kind of jumping out at me a little bit is um, um, the East Tennessee State Chattanooga game. And the reason I'm, you know, I think it's East Tennessee State is favored by three. I'm going to take Chattanooga on the money line on this one. And the difference, be, the reason for it is that away from home metric, Chattanooga is 11th best in the country in the away from home metric. 
East Tennessee State has the least amount of home court advantage analytically in D1. They are 363rd if you're talking about a home court advantage. That right there seems like an opportunity for me to jump on. I'm going to take Chattanooga on the money line on that one. Well, that's an interesting play with Chattanooga, too, especially being a team that's better away from home because they shoot threes at the highest rate in the country, 54.3%. Usually, you're a better team at home when you take a lot of threes, but uh, the mocks with first-year head coach Dan Earl here, maybe a different story in that game. I want to get to a total that you're looking at here in the Horizon League, uh, Green Bay and Wright State, and you look at the under in this game. So kind of applying the same question I asked you about earlier, what are some of the metrics you look at in terms of betting totals and what kind of applies to this game here? Well, this was a little bit of a, um, a, a, an eye test opinion kind of confirming what the analytics are saying. So right now, our, my projected total for this game was 146.5. It was, I think, 148.5 last night. It came down to 147.5 today. Obviously, you're not talking about a big difference between my projection and what Vegas currently has. You're only talking about a point. But I was listening to Greg Peterson on here last night, late last night, and he was talking about jumping on this game as well for the same reason. His point of view was that Green Bay's recent struggles, specifically the, the firing of Will Ryan, has resulted in a lot of turmoil for Green Bay. Um, you know, scoring 64 today for Green Bay might be a tall order. I think we're projecting Wright State to score 82 or 83 if they call off the dogs, and this is a blowout early. I like the under on this one. This is just a great example of a situation where you have an eye test opinion that seems to agree with the analytics. I always think when you have those kind of situations, you want to jump on those opportunities. And then, Eric, another game that looks like is standing out to you, Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Northern Kentucky. And uh, we do see Milwaukee catching about six points in the road underdog role in this game. Does that side seem attractive to you in their matchup? It does, and that's, you know, I've, I've been burned by Milwaukee before. I'm going to try it one more time. You know, my raw numbers show that Northern Kentucky is favored by just under one point. And, yes, there, there's the, the home, court advantage, home court advantage metrics. Push this one toward Northern Kentucky, but I don't think it rises to the level of a six-point favorite. Milwaukee has already beaten Northern Kentucky once. I just look at this and say I'm not going to go money line or anything on, on Milwaukee, but I'm thinking six. Seems like a little bit of a stretch. To me, this feels more like it should be Northern Kentucky by about three. Um, so I'm going to jump, jump on Milwaukee on this one. Well, I think it's a fascinating segment here to talk about because I'm also somebody who looks at a lot of the smaller conferences. I feel like there's more opportunity for value, more opportunity for edges in those. And I want to ask you this, Eric, based on your projections, do you find that your projections are closer to the betting market numbers in terms of the really big games, Big 12, Big 10, ACC, SEC, stuff like that. Do you feel like your projections are off a little bit from the market in terms of these smaller conference games that do create some more edges for you? I would say it's the opposite. I would say that there's probably a bigger um, difference um, in, the, in the big games. Um, and a lot of the smaller games, it just seems as the season goes along, what I notice is that my analytics – um, and the, the difference between my analytics and what Vegas has tightens up. So as time goes along, it's just, I, I think we finally, a lot of it is, is dependent on speculation in November and December. By the time we get to late January, the teams are who they are. We kind of know who they are. Um, so at this point, it gets tougher to really find these advantages versus Vegas because Vegas and the analytics tighten up so much. The thing I notice is with these big teams, the reason why you see bigger differences, I think, is because there are such higher ceilings involved. The potential is there for certain teams to finally break out and, and, and play their best basketball. Think of North Carolina last year. North Carolina had a lot of talent, was heralded, but could not get a quad one win. 
finally in like late February, they get it together. They make a run to the, in the NCAA tournament. They get five wins. They finally realize their potential. A, a great example of a team this year um, is Kentucky. Kentucky really struggled. They fell as low as 80th in my rankings after that embarrassing loss to South Carolina. But all of a sudden, they make a little tweak in their lineup, and it seems like they're kind of re-energized now. And this is starting to look more like the Kentucky team we expected. So I think a lot of what Vegas does is say, well, we still set a ceiling for a lot of these good teams. And I think they kind of set the spread based a lot on that ceiling, not exactly on their level of play right now. And that's why you see a little bit of a discrepancy between Vegas and what my numbers say, which are completely dependent on what has already happened this season. Eric Haslam, folks, at Haslam Metrics, where you could follow him on Twitter. Eric, always appreciate the insight, my man. Uh, best of luck with your plays. Looking forward to talking more college hoops with you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Absolutely. You as well. There he is, Eric Haslam. And look, he was just talking about that Kentucky matchup. They're now two-and-a-half-point favorites, a big one to look forward to later in the day. We've got plenty more premier college basketball games to delve into. Adam and I will be taking you through that as we continue on here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. Wrapping up Hour 1, we'll get into Hour 2. We'll update you on some of those in-game numbers and some of the games that are going to be tipping off at the top of this hour. And then, well, we got to get more extensive about our preview for the NFC Championship. At all things AFC, we'll still revisit that, but got to go full throttle in terms of the 49ers and the Eagles. Danny Burke, Adam Burke, we'll be back in a few here on VEASAN Live at Saturday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.